This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the TCSF podcast. I am your host, Big Z. And uh, this week, again, we have Stevie B from the No Water on the weekend podcast. And then we have our fantasy football guru, JC. Uh, what's up, fellas? How you guys been? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm ready to talk some sports. Yeah, Stephen May <laughs> with by the hair of his chinny chin chin here. Um, episode 174 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingcode.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. 15% off your entire order. Get your shirts now. Oh, man, this is a, a, a disappointing episode to be talking about the Bears, but we're going to talk about the Bears, how they browned themselves this past Sunday. The Bulls have tons of rumors of where certain players will be going after losing to Miami in a heartbreaker. And then we have the Blackhawks who keep sliding into the loss column and the cold stove of baseball in Chicago. Uh, the hits and the misses, more misses than any hits, but we'll get into all that. But let's get into our Bears segment. This is Bears football. This is three and out. Boom, boom, boom. That's right. First down, we're going to talk about this incredible streak that we're on of leading by more than 10 points and still being able to lose we've had three games this season where we were up 10 and had a 99 98 and something other percentage of winning the damn game and the bears take their foot off the gas stick it into reverse like terry they say stick it in reverse terry and uh continue to lose finding ways to lose so first uh let's let's break down this first game jc what do you got for us uh bears absolutely shit the bed uh let's start with the fact that we had three interceptions four sacks and one forced fumble and we scored 10 points seven points because we scored 17 total but seven of those points thank you tremaine edmonds came from the defense so you're telling me with two sack or two interceptions a forced fumble and four sacks the best we could do is 10 points it's fucking embarrassing fucking embarrassing yeah well it's an embarrassment all the way around on the offense on the coaching on the special teams uh you had that uh that kid i don't want to even give him his name because he's probably not on the team anymore uh fumbling punt returns we had uh the decision to not kick a field goal and we'll get into that in a little bit um and and going for two hail marys so it, it's it's hard to swallow this one because i did take them as losing um and not that i care about being right just because you know it really doesn't matter to bears fans at this point because you know we are we're almost securing that number one pick but it's just the same thing wash rinse repeat uh with the bears Finding ways to lose when the defense is carrying this team, when it should be the offense carrying this team with Justin Fields and DJ Moore, 
and Deontay Foreman and, you know, Cole Komet. But it's not happening. What is going on with, I mean, Justin Fields had, I mean, one interception was really not an interception. Um, uh, hopefully they, they do do the stat correction because at it the end counted of that. as two interceptions. Well, I know, but at the end of the half, that dude did not catch the ball. Oh. He did, that ball hit the floor. So they'll probably do a stat correction for that. But uh, Justin Fields with two interceptions, one touchdown, 166. 19 for 40, not even 50% passing. I mean, Joe Flacco. Yeah, 46.5% yeah. quarterback rate. So. You have Joe Flacco off the off the couch. 28 of 44, 374 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah, so an interesting stat on X. Joe Flacco threw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter alone on Sunday. Justin Fields has thrown for more than 212 yards in a game only nine only nine times in his 35 career starts it's not joe flacco alone in the fourth quarter has thrown more for more yards than justin fields has thrown for nine times if this this is why unfortunately guys i have to say it like i I know we're we're putting a lot of the blame on getsy but I, i gotta look at justin fields and say i'm sorry we need to draft a quarterback doesn't have to be the top guy doesn't need to be the number one pick but we need to take a quarterback and basically say justin you got one more year figure it the fuck out or we have to move on because what we're getting out of justin fields it's just not enough we're in year three it's not enough yeah i agree with that 100 i mean at the same time it's like you're looking at these numbers 19 for 40 for 166 yards you've kind of been seeing that a lot i don't remember or recall a game where he really balled out like when he did last year with the patriots and stuff like that um he only balls out against detroit that's it that's pretty much yeah but still i you know with the divas and stuff like that i feel like the fourth quarter again they played three and out literally three quarters and uh fourth quarter they you know let some great passes made Joe Flacco look like you know he's a young quarterback again and he's in his prime but it's he's a little bit past but he's you know looking great um and he's performing really well it's just you know even with the running um opportunities like you know with rushing uh what was it only Jones Jr. had 23 yards and pretty much average of 11.5 a carry so I don't know where the run game really was. I mean, they were pretty much getting stopped at the same time. I mean, it, it is a formidable. Um, it is a formidable front line for for the defense on, right. on the Browns. So that we didn't expect it to run it down their throat. But also, Roshan Johnson only got five carries, and Deontay yeah. Foreman only got six carries. That's eleven carries between your two main uh, uh, running right. backs. Click Her- uh, Herbert also got six carries. No one got over 36 yards. Roshan Johnson broke out for one. That's the only reason he got for 36. Um, Justin right. Fields was contained. They literally bookend him and forced him to throw in the pocket. And that's what the, that was the game plan. Keep him in the pocket and let our front line come attack him. And, and that's what that's what they did. And they did a really good job of it because he only had 30 yards rushing. Um, Deontay Foreman, I, I believe he's, he's playing hurt. I believe DJ Moore's playing hurt. Um, four receptions, 52 yards. Um, this is a 1,000-yard receiver plus year after year after year with 
crappy quarterbacks in Carolina and we can't give them a, a, a thousand yard season plus. I, I just don't understand it. Where the disconnect is with, with the Chicago Bear offense. And it's been like this my whole life. We haven't had a, a great offense. I I disagree with a terrible offense. I mean, when Cutler was here, you know, you're getting up there, you're seeing deep balls, you're seeing actual passes. You know, Kyle Orton was pretty good, but again, not where you end result, right? But no one's throwing for 400 yards. I want 400 yards of passing. Why can't I mean, we do that? Why can't we totally do that? Totally fine, but if they, if they could catch the ball, that's the issue. Yeah, three three hundred and twenty yards per game is like the bare minimum now in the NFL. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a passing game nowadays. So to to have a quarterback that cannot break three hundred on a consistent basis, that tells you right then and there. First off, Getsy needs to go. Like we've we've already, and I, I read something on X today that it is most likely that they will let Getsy go after the season. Correct. Um, I forget the source the source on that, but I, I was reading something that it's pretty much foregone conclusion. They're they're gonna let him go because um, what was it like two games ago? Uh, they they panned to poles in the box after uh, after um, being up right by ten. I forget what we what it was, but they they panned the polls, and it was basically like him saying, "We're running the same play again." Like oh yeah, yeah. They did a a mouth reading. Yes. Of him saying, "We're running another screenplay," or "We're running the same play again." Yeah. So like you can tell, like polls is over Getsy as well, like with this play calling and the this like short intermediate, you know. But uh, again, I just. I need to go back and watch the tape a little more on the game, but you know, uh, again, we have an issue where Fields is not a rhythm passer. So when he's hitting his fifth step or he's hitting his seventh step, like he's not getting the ball out, like he's not making the decision and ripping the ball. He has to like see the guy flash open before he'll pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And like to me, like that's not, you know, you go watch. And again, not to, you know, say quarterbacks of the past like Drew Brees and, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. But I mean, some of the elite quarterbacks, by the time they hit their fifth step, they know where they're going with the ball and they're ripping it before the guy is open. You're throwing to a spot. Flashes. Yeah, you're throwing to a spot. You're not waiting for it. You're not waiting to the guy's open and then throwing it because that allows the defense to catch up. You're throwing to a spot because you know what the route is. So on your fifth or seventh step, you know exactly where your receiver is going to be and what spot by the time the ball gets there. Even if you watch Flacco, who didn't have a, a, a great game with what two was it two three interceptions, whatever it is. But some of those interceptions that we got, I mean, our defense was flying around. Uh, and jumping the routes, or their their I think it was a tight end, might have been their tight end, or, or their third wide receiver didn't run the correct route, and he looked around like, dude, you're supposed to split this way, and you kept running straight, and that got that left the the linebacker wide open to to uh, catch the ball, to intercept the ball. So some of those were mistakes of not knowing his receivers, not don't because uh, he knows the offense, he just doesn't know his receivers. Um, he doesn't trust anyone but DJ. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Need to have more receivers that actually catch the ball. Mooney quit when when DJ Moore got there. Um, that's a great point. Uh, you look at uh, uh, Moore getting there, DJ Moore getting there, and he Mooney is no longer the first uh, option, right? When he was the first option, he was great. 
Uh, he was getting the ball all the time, and he had some confidence. And now that he's, he's option number three or four, he's not getting that. Uh, and, and that seems to, to hurt his confidence, and I don't think he wants to be here and wants to continue playing here. Um, I don't know. That, I mean, that's, that, if, for me, that's like bad sportsmanship in a way. You know, you got to earn your spot. You, you've got to do your job. He's a way right. better talent than you. Yeah, you're going to slide over to number two. And the, the problem with that field is he doesn't read a good defense. He doesn't go through his progression and going one, two, no. three, and then, all right, dump it off to the running back or, you know, run. Or, you know, there's so many options that you have, but he's not processing that very quickly. And that's when the defense is getting on top of him. So um, let's talk about the Hail Mary before the half. What were your impressions of that play call? Uh, I mean... I'm never against a Hail Mary before the half. You know, the the quote-unquote excuse was that, you know, oh, we were going to kick into the wind. And, you know, unfortunately, Panero is not a strong leg kicker. You know, 55 is the max with him kicking with the wind, not into the wind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, yes, you know, San, uh, Cairo or Santos or, you know, Pinero. Jesus, uh, who's our kicker? <laughs> Cairo Santos. <laughs> Santos. Thank you. Uh, I don't know why I wanted to keep saying Pinero. Um, but uh, <laughs> again, it's it's one of those where like we, we know what his limitation is with his leg. Un unfortunately, he is not a strong leg kicker. So I, I understand Eberflus's excuse of, hey, we're kicking into the wind. You know, it was at the max of his range. We didn't think it was possible, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to me, the hit that Justin Fields took Oh yeah, where's the where's the freaking flag? Yeah, we've been saying Enough this for weeks. Already. We've been saying this for weeks. He's not getting any calls. He's getting demolished back there. Um, and and then you know I'm sorry, but this this uh, front line needs to take a take a penalty, and and whack one of those dudes. They just yeah, go in there and protect your quarterback because they do not they don't respect this all this Chicago Bears team and they do not respect uh, Justin Fields. Um, there was 25 to 30 mile hour wind and it was wet um so what i heard what i heard this morning on the radio was that uh he went through his warm-ups and he couldn't hit anything over 47 yards or something like that so he was out of range and then the wind blowing but that if you knew that in warm-ups why are you taking that side of the field for the second and the fourth quarter they got the they got the ball in the beginning didn't they 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 won the, the the toss, so they they chose to receive the ball. Uh, the Browns did, so you get to pick what side of the field you want. So why would you, why would you not get the field for the second and the fourth quarter? Because it alternates. It well, makes well, no that's sense. That's on your captains and on the coaching staff. You like, know, well, this whole damn season's decision. on them. I mean, that's just like. That's football one-on-one, and, and, and if you're playing in the backyard, like, well, I don't want to be throwing it into the wind in the fourth quarter. It's just common fucking sense. Just come on with this. Uh, the weather was trash. Take your chance of scoring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he kicks it and it's short, oh, well. Oh, well. Time runs off the clock anyways, and you, you just make sure that you tackle somebody if they do catch it. I mean, you run the risk of on both situations of them run, catching and running back. So you could have, I, I think you should have just went for it. Yeah. I mean, either, either way it's, it's you kick it and you miss it. They have the potential of running it back. If you throw a hail Mary more than likely it's going to get broken up and it is what it is. 
But like I said, it, to me, it was more the unnecessary hit that Justin Fields took. And, and it's like, like the, I understand it's the end of the half, but you got to throw a flag on that. I mean, it was like literally he threw the ball and there were three more steps before he got hit. Like it's blatantly obvious. It, it really was. Like, yeah. like, and that would have like put us in field goal. You know, some of the some of the hits as he's sliding, it's you know microseconds of you know do I throw it? Do I not throw it? You know what? He was in the process of starting his slide, but you know the guy was already in the process of launching for the tackle. So it, it's one of those where it's kind of again it's hard to make that call last week this week there's no excuse like the nfl has to come out and say you know what the refs it, it's on them yes that should have been a penalty yeah you've got to make it known you you take the fine you you uh you again you got to send somebody out there to defend them it can't be montez sweat who just got here you know trying to get off the sideline to, to defend justin fields it has to come from the offensive line like the the guy when, when growing up it was Olin Cruz, right no one fucked with Olin Cruz. If you messed with any of his quarterbacks, whether he liked them or not, whether they were good or not, he was the enforcer and he got in people's faces and said, you're not doing that again. So that that's, it's, it's, it's. Do you repeated. think the offensive line like wants to protect or like, want, they don't do they're like, you don't see that. I mean, yes, we have that one guy who just came here, but I mean, want to sweat. do you My honestly defense. think like they want to protect him or like they just, I don't know. No, no I, like I, I really. Care. It feels like they don't want to. No, they they know. do, they they do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know Tevin Jenkins has uh, stood up for him in the past, but I haven't really seen him stand up for him this year. So it's, you know, uh, again, like I, I was watching some of the the line play yesterday, and Lucas Patrick and uh, Whitehair. God, man, they are they're so trash. They are like. I, I literally watched like he went to go block like one of the defensive tackles and it was like a turnstile. Like he was turned around backwards facing Justin Fields and the guy was already past him. And it's like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're a backup on a team. Like, and unfortunately th this is the problem with the bears is like, we need to get rid of, you know, our left guard and our center. Like we, they need to be replaced Again, Braxton Jones on the outside, play, not playing too bad. Darnell Wright for a rookie, playing pretty darn well. Mm -hmm. Tevin Jenkins, Concussion. the highest offensive lineman PFF ranking that we have. So, you know, when you look at it, your right side's pretty solidified. It's the middle. And, and unfortunately, that's unfortunately what Cleveland is very good at is rushing up the middle and collapsing the pocket up the middle. So, unfortunately, that's why we had trouble running the ball this week was because yeah. that's Cleveland's strong point and Whitehair and Lucas Patrick. They, they couldn't stop a fifth grader from getting over a turnstile. No, not not at all. Uh, we got well, some... how big was the fifth grader, though? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they would kick him in the shin and walk right past him. Like, it's, it, it's pretty it, it bad. It hurts. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, Lucas Patrick. Jose is... does it for me to wake me up in the morning. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, Lucas Patrick is the worst center in the NFL. I, I don't know how we have not upgraded that position, but it's got to be a focal point in this upcoming draft. It, it will be one of those things yeah. that needs to be addressed. I, I again, I agree I don't, I don't know how many, I don't know how many snaps I watch. They're they're at Justin Fields' ankles. They're over his shoulders. They're to the left. They're to the right. 
Like every snap is like all over the place. Like there's no consistency to his snap. Like get the ball to Justin Fields. Yeah, we like, do. If he has to reach down to his ankles and like reach above his head to like get a snap, it's like and it's like every other snap. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Especially if it's a quick uh occurring play like a sweep or you know a handoff and if that you know that when they just all gets he calls <laughs> oh let's do another sweep oh yeah let's throw another uh pass to uh with uh, a bubble screen that's eight yards behind the, the, the scrimmage line um yeah we we do need to use our well i don't know yates uh eddie yates uh, over here saying that we need to use our first rounder on a best center in a draft um uh, most the unfortunately the best centers are graded in the second round, uh, late first. Um, you might be able to you might see like one or two of the guys climb into like the late first, uh-huh. but most of them have a second round grade on them. Well, you had a good so, mock draft the other the other day that we uh, we talked about, and we we were at, we were grading yeah, the center. Uh, Powers, Powers Johnson uh, I, in the mock draft that I did took him in the third, but most of them have like. He's really like kind of graded as like a like mid to late second. Let's go trading. Uh, not sure. Let's go get back uh, Roberto got Gra- Gra- Let's he, go back a, out of retirement. I just saw he was in Spain a couple of weeks ago at one of the, uh, uh, I guess there are Instagram or Facebook uh, group of Bears fans in Spain. They all gather at a local bar. There's like 200, 250 of them. And they invited Roberto Garza to go there. And he went over there and partied with them uh, for, for a weekend. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, hopefully, that is awesome. Yeah, that, that's a really cool thing. Um, I, yeah, we definitely a center and left guard are positions of need. Um, a wide receiver to replace Mooney is going to be something that need. Um, what are we doing at quarterback? If this, if if Justin Fields doesn't have protection, we can't continue to blame him for not having protection. Yes, is he holding the ball too long? Yes, is he not reading the defense quick enough? Yes. So it's 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 a hard place to be at because. You were in playoff contention, quote unquote, if you would have won out and had all these scenarios of people losing. We all knew that wasn't the case. Now, what we do know is that we are going to get the number one pick almost secure, right? Because Carolina beat the damn Falcons, idiots. Um, but we're looking at possibly getting a a quarterback at, at one if, if Justin Fields is not the guy. And we're probably going to have a new coaching staff if... You know, if we lose Justin, I, I think I don't think that you're gonna have this administration with a new quarterback. Yeah, for for me, I'm really hoping. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not for drafting a quarterback at one. I, I really feel like we stick with Justin Fields for at least one more year, if not possibly the fifth the fifth year option. Okay. And basically, what we do is in that second third round you know we hopefully a jj mccarthy or one of those guys is there um i'm getting some feedback here but but again just just spend that first pick i i would definitely want to trade back and like i said uh see if the packers or one of those teams wants to move up to one um, I don't know what the current uh, draft order is anymore with the Car- with the Cardinals winning, um, but you know I know the Commanders are right there, the Packers are right there, 
um, New England and some of the some of these other teams. So yeah. there is the potential of moving back to two or three, and still ending up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Packers really need a quarterback after watching Zappy and these guys. Um, but who knows? The Packers could look at Mac Jones and want Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. So the Packers or the Patriots? Um, or a pa- a Patriots, I'm sorry. Yeah, Patriots. The Patriots. I mean, there's going to be a new ch- new sheriff in town over there in New England. We all know that uh, Belichick is out at the end of the season. What is he going to do? Is he going to go to Navy? Is he going to take a year off? Um, is he going to take one of these vacancies? Because he, I'm pretty sure he's still, still going to want that sweetheart deal where he has all the power. So I don't know if an organization is going to want to do that. Maybe Washington, who's going to fire Ron Rivera and the entire staff. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty, and that's what really bothers the Bears fans right now because we don't know for sure for our quarterback, and that's a problem. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do with the first-round pick because it's literally Ryan Paul's legacy hanging by a thread with this pick, with the number one pick. I mean, Right, he's going to have it back, back years. That's never happened. Right, so it, it, he's got a lot of pressure. I mean, I think he's done a great job so far with all the picks that he's made, with the trades he's made, um, saving money, having cap uh, to, to, to spend in, in a free agency. And it, it, so far, so good. So I think his job is safe. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I do think that Eberflus, uh, Getze, and the, and the whole staff there need to be cleaned out um, and get some competent people that have done it before. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. All right, we've got uh, what do we got left for the Bears? Uh, we got we already talked about the lack of running game we've talked about justin fields we've talked about um our amazing defense with stevenson jackson and tremaine emmons getting interceptions uh we talked about monsense montez sweat uh doing his thing two and a half sacks um they should have been three i don't know why they, they gave him a half a sack uh, on that last one yeah let me just give a shout out to montez sweat right quick yeah um in the last two games 13 quarterback pressures three and a half sacks and 18.8 pass rush win rate that's just amazing yeah definitely worth a second round pick <laughs> uh, yeah definitely definitely uh over here you got israel uh saying remember that he said he's taking the north and not giving it back yeah we haven't even gotten to the north. Yeah, he hasn't got to the so north I mean, pole, north south. avenue. We we did nearly quote unquote beat the Lions twice. So, and, and we still have to face the Packers. So, at this point, you know, pretend- the, that's the only game I care about is the Packer game. Like you can lose the next two and then beat the Packers, and I, I'll call it a successful season. We've seen growth out of certain players. We've seen players stay the same, and some people have regression. And the ones that have have regression, we've already talked about. Those guys need to go. Uh, we have, you know, it takes time. Yeah, it does take time to, to develop players. Um, but at, at this stage of the game where you have a defense that's ready to win, um, you have a, a potential franchise quarterback already in place that has not met the standards of a franchise quarterback. It's it's time to go now because you don't want to waste this defense that's on a cheap side, um, and then you're going to put money into the offense. It's just that that Russell Wilson right uh, situation in, in Seattle where the defense was ready to win, then they put in this kid, took a two years, two three years to get ready, and then 
then you pay the man, and then you got to get rid of all the defensive players because you don't have money to pay them. So that's a situation that the balance that you have to deal with in the NFL. Our defense is doing fine. We have to fix the offense. That's where the problem is. Uh, yeah, we definitely agree with that, Israel. I mean, there's no no disputing that, that the defense is doing fine. Um, it especially helps if everyone's healthy and actually playing, and you can see what we can, we're capable of three interceptions and, and sacks. Um, but yeah, it, it's really just on the offense right now. All right. Uh, we got any, yeah, go ahead. Just going into that offense, as we're saying, you know, it, again, it's, we're year three into Justin Fields being the quarterback and it's, it's pro- prove it or get out of the way. Like, that's why I say, you know, second, third round, you know, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, um, you know, Penix, one of one of these guys in that second to third round range, mm-hmm. you know, to me, spend spend a third round, get one of these guys, bring them in. If Justin Fields continues to struggle and not be able to pass in time and rhythm, then we have to potentially move on. Yeah, like I said, I mean, if, if we if we pay him twenty five million for the fifth year contract, and then even if we franchise him the year after that, that I believe I read brings him to like around thirty four million a year, which is still cheaper than you know the fifty million a year he's probably going to ask for. Yeah, but uh, again, you can't be spending that kind of money on a quarterback. You're getting mediocre play out. Yeah, I, I really think that the draft should focus on the offensive line, um, securing that. And if you're going to stick with Justin Fields, like JC said, um, you're going to get a wide receiver. Now, the wide receivers, uh, you can find wide receivers in the second and third round that are going to be impactful. You just got to be have a good eye to find one um, if you're not going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, JC did go over a list of other wide receivers that would be available later down in in the in the, uh, in the draft and haven't listened to that episode uh, go back to episodes and he he literally ran through those jc yeah you got malik neighbors you, you got a bunch of guys um neighbors would be available at pick five um he's out of lsu um kind of reminds me exactly of a dj Moore type mm-hmm. um so again if i don't know if you necessarily want to have two of the same player um, Marvin Harrison is more of a Julio Jones, a little bit taller, a little bit, you know, basically can do everything on the field. Um, and then um, Keon Coleman is the gentleman out of uh, it's FSU. He's more of your Mike Evans type. He's sort of like a 6'4", 6'5", uh, player. So, um, again, decent hands, trouble separating over the middle. But he's going to be an act. He's going to be playing on the outside. Um, but on in-breaking routes, there's a little trouble separating. So that's my only knock on Coleman a little bit. Yeah. I mean, again, I, as far as Cole Komet, I think he's had a pretty solid season. He is not a, a blocking tight end, as you've seen on the bubble screens or anytime Justin Fields is out in, in, in you know, on the, on the edges. He doesn't block very well. Neither does, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? The wide receiver we just shit it on. Um, they're horrible at blocking these wide receivers and tight ends. So Mooney, Mooney, yeah, he, he's he's been whiffing on blocks all season long. Yeah, I mean to to me, unfortunately, like Komet, I like him. You know, I like he's, him. He's good enough. Uh, 
So to, you know, I know Brock Bowers is coming out in this uh, draft and he's supposed to be once in a generation tight end. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not spending a top five on him. No. If we were to dr- trade back and maybe grab him at nine or 10, maybe. But again, I'm, I'm happy with Komet. I don't, you know, with a backup like Tunyon or somebody behind him, I'm fine with that. I'm, I don't think tight end is a position we need to address. No. Um, in this upcoming no, I, I, I you, you have to draft a quarterback. You have to draft a running back, offensive line. I would say spend it on the offensive side, and then, you know, if you can't get everything, then you go to free agency, and then you pay for what you need. You go shopping. Um, yeah, we definitely need a running back. That's I mean, you can always find running backs in the late rounds. So that's not something that we, yeah, running running backs you can find after yeah. the fourth. Um, and and there's no running back really this year that's a first round. Uh, Travion Henderson is like the best running back coming out, but unfortunately, uh, I don't even think he's a first round uh, grade. All right, uh, let's before we punt it out, let's break down the next game for the Chicago Bears at home versus the Cardinals on Christmas Eve at three twenty-five on the Lakefront. Uh, what are we thinking, boys? This, this is this is the double stinker here. Uh, this is nothing but bird poop. Uh, gonna be going on at a lot of bird poop. A lot of bird poop over there at the lakefront. So, um, the Cardinals, you know, what can we say about the Cardinals? Trap game. It's a trap game. This is a trap game to me. This, this is one of those like the Cardinals have been playing better than most people expect because of their record. Um, ever since Tyler uh, Murray has come back, uh, they are playing better than most. Um, okay. You know, I, I won't say that the Bears defense won't do what they've been doing. Uh, you know, I, I did call for two interceptions uh, from the Browns in my uh, prediction last week. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely could see at least one takeaway from Kyler Murray, possibly a fumble um, from Kyler Murray as well. But uh, I, I definitely could see Cardinals rolling over the Bears this week. I mean, yeah, they I did get their ass, but as beat by the by the Browns, twenty-seven to zero. I'm trying to look at the teams that were really good that they competed against. The Ravens, they lost by a touchdown, thirty-one to twenty-four. Seahawks, uh, they lost twenty to ten. But like you said, I mean, they've had Murray for a couple games. Um, they beat the Steelers twenty-four to ten. They scored almost thirty points against the 49ers. so they can put yeah. up points. They can put up points. So uh, what, what are we thinking here, boys, before we uh, punt it out? I'm going to say Cardinals win. Uh, Thanks, Israel. 24, Bears, 17. 24-17 Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Okay, JC. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go... T- 21-13 Cardinals. Um, like I said, probably probably a, you know somewhere in that 21-20 uh, range for the Cardinals. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, the Bears showed they could not uh, stop Njoku, and Trey McBride is the best pass receiver right now, uh, averaging anywhere eight to ten catches a game. So, if, oh. we, if we keep putting defense ends on tight ends, it's not going to be pretty. 
Yeah, yeah, we didn't even get into that. Uh, Israel, who's chiming in all this entire episode, says Cardinals 17, Bears 7. You know what? That I'm was actually my score. That Mooney's going to have three touchdown passes. All right, and this is where Steven's getting kicked off the podcast for. I'm, no, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> for Fine, I'm out of here. Being intoxicated while talking about the Bears. Uh, no, I, again, I say Cardinals 17 7, or even 24 7. I don't see the Bears uh, doing anything. Our offense has. Yeah, our offense is. It's just pathetic. Pathetic. I'll say maybe more. I need DJ Moore to get at least a touchdown. Help me out because I'm playoffs or kicked off for fantasy football league. Did you make it past your first round? I got the first round by, man. Oh, that's right. All right, Izzy. Thanks for chiming in, brother. Uh, Not in my league. Not in my league. There are no buys. You want to win, you got to play. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I'm going to say this JC's league is my favorite league, even though. I'm not the best football guy uh, there. Uh, these guys are very, very well studied and know a lot about football. Um, I learned a lot from JC. There's no way, no way in the hell that if you're not paying attention to the news, the waiver wire, uh, the weather, what this guy ate for dinner, that you're not going to uh, do well. <laughs> <laughs> You've literally got to pay attention to all of that. And these guys are all over it. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I, one of one of one of the top one of the top teams in my league. Uh, the gentleman has been coming up to me like almost every day. Have my money ready. Have my money ready. Guess what, Bo? You got bounced in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like I, that's I said, what I said. In my league, there are no bye weeks. You can win. Yeah, I because like I said, I just needed to get into the playoffs. You never know what can happen. Um, you, you it's. I got my ass whooped because I had a lot of players out. It happens. I can't do nothing about that, and there's nothing to waiver wire I could have I could have replaced anybody with. So, I'll take my loss like yeah. a gentleman and move on to the loser consolation bracket, and hopefully I can just win that one and have that small victory of pride. Um, but you know what? Yeah. I, well, it, you, get, you get the higher pick for a rookie. So. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly that. And I will be taking the quarterback just to let everybody know. Breaking news. Boom. 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 Because <laughs> my quarterbacks suck. <laughs> well, there's only nine of them coming out, so you should have have a chance at one of them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break, um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more Chicago sports with the Bulls and the Blackhawks on the at the Madhouse. And I think the Bulls are still playing. Wow, right? wow. Yeah, they're up. Uh, but, yeah, they are. Yeah, but it's still a lot of time. A little, a lot of time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with um, the the loop and uh, a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. 
Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend. New episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots. So let's kick it back over to Big Z. No War on the Weekend. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. That was very nice of you, Sean. Um, yeah, I think you're muted, Steven. Of course you are. <laughs> Sorry, I always like talking really loud. Uh, but no, uh, we, we did our episode last night. You did an episode uh, last we did night? did a semi-Christmas show. All right. And we're going to be doing an episode Thursday and then posting it Friday so you guys can listen to it, having eggnog on Monday. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. So, everybody, welcome so, back to the TCSF podcast. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. And a uh, little sounder there. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Um, so let's talk some Chicago Bulls um, who've been pretty hot of late and then gone up and down with the back to backs. Um, you know, they went, they played two games in Miami, took the first one, and then lost the second one to Jimmy Butler and his heroics at the buzzer. Um, we're, we're missing Zach Levine. Uh, the main cog, right? Are, are we missing him? Because I don't uh, think we are. Are you missing him? No, I'm not. I'm JC, not. you missing Zach Levine? Not at all. Okay. I, I've already said trade him. Yeah, so the new word on the street is that he's interested in going to Sacramento. Hey, bro, anywhere, <laughs> we're going to send you anywhere that gives us the best opportunity to cash in on you, bro. See you, in the, see you later. This team is playing way better without you. And it just, it just shows you. You can see it in the, yeah, in the offense. Ahead. You see it right. in the offense. You see the ball being shared. You've seen the ball movement. You've seen the young players actually developing and taking that that next step into having confidence in what they're doing. The bench is playing a lot better. Everything just flows a lot better, and I think Billy Donovan's offense is showing what it can do when you have the right personnel and the right buy-in. And Zach's a, a prima donna. When it comes to being on the court and wants to hold on to the ball, like James Harden, and we already know what James Harden does—he's a cancer. So it, it's time for that boy to go. A tumor, a big tumor. Yeah. Uh, again, and then JC's comment about Mr. Glass uh, always getting hurt. Yeah, we got Caruso who came—you know—had an ankle injury, played for like I don't know four or five minutes and got hurt again. And he was out against a, a Miami game. The second. I mean, one. he's playing right now. He is playing right now. I mean. But how long? How long? That's yeah. another player that I has mean, to be traded. I love his defense. I love his tenacity. He had like three steals while I was watching. But he cannot stay on the court because he plays at 150%. And it's just not something that's sustainable over an 82-game season. It's just not sustainable with his type of body. So what we're looking at is there's going to be a lot of trades. And if I was AK, you know, Acme, uh, Mark Eversley, You've got to make these trades and get as much assets as you can right now. Let these young boys develop and then add add players that have great uh, chemistry with them. You're looking for for people that are leaders that are going to buy into the system, not try to be a prima donna. So I I will tell you right now, when we lost to Jimmy Butler um, on Saturday night, Kobe White, 22 points, Patrick Williams, 25 uh, Nico had 12 and DeRozan had 27. Ayo had eight. I mean, he got a block, steals, three assists. So you're seeing these young guys, like you said, develop. I mean, when would we ever thought 
Patrick Williams would be scoring 25. No, we, we wanted to send them down the street, uh, down down to right. Madison to clean up all the garbage on the floor. Like, go, go right. yeah, go clean up something because you, you, you're worthless. What it is is that everybody in front of him was blocking his, his development and not getting right. minutes. So maybe that was the, the, the green light, the light, the bulb that came off in his head. Um, but right now, I, I love Kobe. Kobe's doing his thing. And I'm I'm super right. ex- grateful that he's oh we just got blocked, um, but we we talked to, about this in nauseum of like who should we keep and who should we who should we trade? Um, everybody's on the table. There's no untouchables on the Bulls. Even Kobe White is untouchable. You know if you can trade for for future picks because this team is not ready to win this year or next year or the year after that. Yeah, I could say that. I think the window closed like two years ago. The window's been closed since Derrick Rose blew out his knee. It's as simple as that. There, there's nothing there. There's really nothing there. Uh, I, I got friends like, oh, we can still get into the playoffs. You mean the the, the play-in playoffs? Because they're going to get bounced out of that too. And they're going to get embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, to me, just keep, keep, keep these young guys playing. That's all I can say is, you know, it we're basically like from everything i've seen we're staying in the game we're right there you know playing along with some of the best teams in the league you know i mean the the heat they're a playoff team so the fact that we were able to take one off them and we lost by one point with some heroics by jimmy butler yep like i said man keep these young guys playing man keep give them all the minutes you know zach you want you want to go to the kings you want to go Sacramento, yeah. I, I read something that you know the Bulls were trying to work a deal with Cleveland. Oh, for uh, um, for Zach. Yeah, Darius. Uh, was it Darius Garland or something? Yeah, it was Garland. I remember that. Yeah, straight yeah, up. It was. Cleveland's like, what are you talking about, bro? No. Yeah, um, but you know, like I said, they're, they're trying. <laughs> you know, and, and that's all I can say is like, you know, just just make it happen. You know. Zach's unhappy being here. We're unhappy having to deal with his attitude and you know his diva, whatever. And like I said, we're playing better with these guys. So yeah, uh, I'm over here still turning around looking at the game because we are one point up on the Philadelphia Sixers, who are 18 and seven. Go ahead and beat who went for 40 something the other night and didn't even play the fourth quarter. And we're hanging He's with gas now. Maybe he is. I don't know. No, he looks. He looks decent. He looks decent. I, I mean, he Max, did. Have, he's been playing really well. He had 15 points in the first quarter. So, you know, I don't know what he has right now. But let me see. What does he have right now? Sixers. Joel Embiid. Williams he's got 36. Five foot three. Yeah. Maxi with 22. Embiid with 36. So I mean, for us, we got Kobe White with 22. The Rawls with 10. Patrick with 10. Vucevic with 15, Caruso with 10, Javon Carter with 12. He's been playing a lot better. And it's funny enough, in this game, we have Javon Carter who from Proviso East, and we have, what was the other kid's name? Uh, played for Proviso Rob, South. Robert Covington played for West. Yeah. Or West. Yeah, they're about, they're five years yeah. apart, but they, yeah, they didn't play at the same time, but that's crazy. They got the battle Proviso right there. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, it's like East Leiden's territory. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. It's a rivalry thing, you know. It's, it's all right. We are what? I don't even look. I'm looking at the standings. We're 12th in the Eastern Conference. So, 
Again, we are almost at the bottom. The Pistons with two wins, Wizards with four, Hornets with seven, Bulls with ten, Raptors with ten, Hawks with ten, uh, Nets with thirteen, and then you hit you get to the eighth spot where the Cavaliers have fourteen. They've had a lot of injuries, um, and that's why they're there. The Pacers, surprisingly, who have been scoring 140, 150 a, a game, only have thirteen wins. Um, all offense, no defense. Lots of run and gun. Uh, we all know what yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike D'Antoni's team would do that with the Phoenix Suns, and uh, they would always lose. So you've got to play defense in the NBA, and especially in the fourth quarter. Um, where, what do we see this? I mean, obviously, like, for myself, I really don't pay attention to that closely to the NBA as a whole until Christmas. Like, Christmas is the biggest day for the NBA uh, even though the NFL wants to take that over and they're trying to, um, they probably Slowly, will. Yeah, they probably will. But the NBA, I mean, for me, being you know, growing up, it was you know, NBC, the NBA, NBC, and you know, the Bulls playing the Knicks on Christmas Day. That was the biggest rivalry games that they they would always show. Um, wh- where do we see these this this Bulls team going into into the next year, twenty twenty four? What are we seeing? I say well, just promotional, just like how the White Sox are. Just always all throw a jab. the logo. Always got to throw a jab. Really, the players. I was gonna say because we're like we're Patrick Williams is gonna be gone, right? Like he's due for a contract. Yeah. What uh, wins Kobe White do? Kobe I White just resigned. Re- he just resigned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I mean, Demar has an expiring contract. Patrick Williams has right. expired. So we're contract. losing Levine. We're possibly losing DeRozan. We're possibly losing, you know, uh, Pat Williams. So you're left with Lonzo if he comes back, Kobe White, and Vooch? Possibly. Yeah, well, Vooch will be here. Yeah. Or is Vooch due? Um, I can check on you, but I think he's, he's. I mean, that would be that what would be left of that team. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a bottom team. So, right. uh, again, accumulate the picks. 2026. Let Kobe done. continue to. Yeah, 2026 is when Sorry, he's. Sorry, he repeat. It's 2026 when he's an unrestricted free agent. So, we have him for two more seasons. Okay. All right. So, again, your your core is Kobe and Vooch. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, possibly Alonzo comes back three years from now. <laughs> I mean, I think if Lonzo were to come back next season and plays along with Kobe White, I think that'll be really, really good because that was the expectations of having an explosive player like Zach Levine when he's interested and playing well. Um, I just le- I love Lonzo Ball having the ball because he's a he's a, a floor general. He runs the offense. He makes sure that you're in your spots, mm-hmm. and the offense just flows like water when he's you know when he's in charge, and it opened up a lot of a lot of uh, opportunities for the rest of the guys. And like I said, it, it's it's really time to trade everybody because yeah. there's no one that's going to be the winning. The team was so much better when Lonzo was there, mm-hmm. because uh, again, it was you know Lonzo would run up the court and he wasn't a ISO player. He was a pass first player. He got the ball to the guy it needed to go to, and, and now you see without him, you know, you know Zach quote unquote stepped up and tried to play an ISO game and right that's not what the nba is now like it, it's about spacing with you know getting the ball to the open air and, and letting you shoot the three or two or you know 
So uh, again, it's get rid of the divas and run run with the young. Folks. All right, I got, I got one more thing with the repull this up uh, with the Chicago Bulls announcing they we doing a Ring of Honor on January twelfth, I believe. And uh, our our one of my favorite knuckleheads in Charles Barkley was taking jabs at the Bulls. Yeah, let's see if I can get this. Put the Bluetooth up a little bit there. All right, here we go. Let's see if this, this will play. There we go. And that means they're inviting Phil and Mike and Scotty. Were they waiting on Michael and the guys to die before they come up with the ring of honor? I mean, don't they have a statue out front? I think you'd rather have a statue than be in the ring of honor. No disrespect to being, because I'm in no, the ring No, he's going to have both. He's going to have both. But can you what, imagine what, 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 Scotty and Mike crossing paths at the ring of honor? Hey, they're not going to do that on the same night. I no, get they are. No, they no. are. They're no, inviting. Everybody is going to be there, and it's next month. You know what? I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. You might not make it. You might make it awkward, even more awkward if you go. No, I'm just going to sit back in the corner and stare. <laughs> the way the, I'm praying. I think Golden State goes to Chicago in mid-January. So Steve Kerr will be there. Please, please don't have it a night I got to work. Because I want to go there and be a fly on the wall. Paulie, check and see. I think it's like January 12th that Golden State goes to Chicago. Ring of Honor. Rodman, Phil Jackson, Mike, Scotty, uh, maybe. They, should, they shouldn't do it on the same night because that's the only way they're going to go to crowd is on a ring of honor <laughs> night. For, they, should, they should spread it out. Uh, they're, putting, they're putting all those guys in there the same night? I think so. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, halftime on January 12th confirmed at the Bulls game. And bonus coverage, Charles, the Lakers will unveil the NBA in-season tournament banner to be hung on uh, December 18th. Yes! Oh, my God. Wait, what night of the week is the Bulls thing? What is the January 12th? Friday. Friday night. I can be there. <laughs> I can be there. I'm praying. Maybe you go with Michael Jordan's son. Uh, Dan. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you something. I'm going to have to go to uh, Chicago that day just to, just to see it. I mean, you talk about weirdest, uncomfortable... <laughs> That uncomfortable won't do it justice. I mean, I, dude, people, people, first of all, nobody's going to watch the Warriors or the Bulls. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Nobody's going to see the Warriors against Bulls. But everybody's going to have their camera focused on those guys. I can't wait. People to are going to show up at right at the end of the second quarter. That's exactly right. They, it's like they're going to go and get all liquored up the first half, and they're going to leave right after halftime. Yes, yes. just like you would. I, I, there's no reason to watch the Bulls against the, uh, the Warriors at all. <laughs> oh, uh, that was courtesy of the Dan Patrick show. Thank you, Chuck and Dan Patrick, for something that was very hilarious. Go ahead, boys. Give me your interpretation of all that. I would be shocked if MJ's son brings Pippin's uh, Larsa. Yeah. I, I think it, there's going to be so much drama that night. Do you think they both show up? Uh, I think so. They'll be like on I mean, opposites. They, have to. they wouldn't have the event. They weren't going to show up. I, I could see Michael and Rodman showing up. I don't know about Pippin. You think Pippin doesn't show up and sends like a video package? 
I can see that too. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So 13 Bulls legends who earned spots in the first ever Ring of Honor led by his heiress, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Bob Love, Jerry Sloan, Artis Gilmore, Phil Jackson, uh, Johnny Red Kerr, uh, original owner Dick Klein, general manager Jerry Cross, Tony Kukoc, Dennis Rodman, Shet Walker, and assistant coach Tex Winter are the uh, inaugural inductees. Obviously, there's more great bulls that will be added on. I mean, I don't know about this um, 13 at Brian one time. Brian Scalabrini, yeah, yeah, he's definitely gonna be the one pulling the rope, putting banner. Yeah, no, there's no, right. no way. Um, Norm Van Leer should be up there. There should be a lot of players, but you know, they they are gonna honor the. Uh, I think it's the '96 team, the one that went 72, uh, went 72 and 10. Um, so, I mean. Is this just, you know, regular Bulls PR uh, trying to trying to put a spin on a bad season? I would say so. I mean, you got nothing else pretty much. You didn't do anything in the in-season tournament. Um, you know, the team's looking up and better and bright. And, you know, it looks good to, cool to watch them. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just something to add. It's like a White Sox thing. Always taking shots. Always taking shots. I mean, like father, like son. You keep my father out of this. Um, <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. We left cigarettes and milk and never came back. Um, yeah, that's it's. I, I think that's that's a good way to end the uh, the bull segment there with it just being uncertain of who is going to show up. I mean, I don't see Pippen showing up, but. Um, let's talk about the other team. I know they're not that great either. I don't think there's a Chicago team that is good right now. But the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, losing four straight. They just lost to, I think, I believe Calgary, uh, Calgary uh, four to two in their last game. That's four straight yeah, losses. And then Seattle. Um, I think I remember seeing a seven one game there at one point. That was on yeah the Kraken Seattle yeah that was last last Thursday. Um, this team is is not equipped to win. They've, they've got uh, one superstar and a bunch of guys that no one knows. Um, I, it's I, I don't know where I'm not a puckhead, so I can't tell you exactly what's going to uh, what, what's the process of turning this team around. But uh, as far as I've experienced, it's always been through the draft what you want to do. And through trades, it's not really through signing people because good players stay signed. Um, it's just it's it's hard with because they have a hard salary cap, and these guys don't get played paid a lot. So um, I don't know. I guess we're, we're literally going to be tanking for the uh, number one pick again. That'd be crazy if two years in a row the Bears I mean, and the Blackhawks get it. What one, two, three, four, five more games of this month, I believe. No six. The they, Sharks they, uh, are worse than us because, oh no, we're yeah. we're worse. We're the worst team. We've got nineteen. Yeah, points. we're we're the worst team. And I was reading on X. Uh, I I forget where uh, Bedard is from. Is it Montreal or? Go ahead. Uh, I forget sure. where in Canada he's from, um, but wherever he's from, there's there's another kid that's like supposed to be the best player coming out, and we're. We're looking at the chance of getting him too, so that would be like the Kane and Taze uh, combo again. So, yeah, he's from North um, Vancouver. I, I, forget, I forget the young player's name, 
uh, but he comes from the same area of Canada that Bedard comes from. And uh, like I said, it's looking like we're having the chance of getting it. I, I love it. I love it. Let's just let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. How, but we do need to go to a game. You know, Jose has... Uh, hey, fr- know, Friday's my last day of work, uh, man. Friday's my last day of work, and then uh, I'll be grinding. When is? Friday. Friday's my last day. Then I'm off for two Ooh, weeks. Nice. Yeah, I'm off for two weeks, so... Um, so we could go. Yeah, we definitely can go. I was gonna say, look at the, we'll look at the schedule off air and uh, yeah, see if we can come up with something. I, I love it. I mean, bowling's done for me until January 11th. Oh no, we're still bowling. Oh, still bowling. I'm bowling like shit, but not, that's a, I don't even want to talk about that. It's leaving the air because I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, it's been, it's been bad. It's been bad. Even though I know I'm a little bit better, so <laughs> whatever. Um. Uh, anything else on the Blackhawks before we take a quick break and, and finish? Um, are we talking baseball? Do we need to talk baseball? Uh, you had just said that we could say one of our wishes for baseball. Yeah, we'll do happen. that. We'll do that. We'll do that after the break. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. do that, and then we'll go straight into uh, what you're watching. So uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back for <laughs> this threw me off where Martin you threw me off. Welcome back. This is uh Big Z. We're with JC and uh uh um and transparent Steven Batista on the TCSF podcast. Um so it is the Christmas season and uh this came out from Steven, so I want to give him a shout out for this small idea of coming up with a wish list. So I'm gonna we're gonna keep it to one thing that you would want from one of your favorite Chicago teams. Uh, a request you give to Santa and uh, that he would grant. So uh, if Santa can grant you one wish for your favorite sports, Chicago sports team, JC, what would it be? Ooh. My one wish would be for the Bears to have both picks in the top five. That's where we're at right now anyways. So... Yeah, and the Panthers are trying to fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, my one wish is stop trying to fuck us over. <laughs> like, just stop it. Just sit there and be number one, damn it. That's right. That's right. All right, Steven, uh, there you go. You're muted. What is your one wish to Santa for your favorite Chicago sports team? So you had to make it about Chicago. I was going to say that it, originally I was going to say – I don't want the Dodgers to win a nah, championship, nah, 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 nah. but that's not it. But I will say my one wish to Santa is 
that the White Sox moved Nashville. Wow. That's, so you're, <laughs> you just admitted that the White Sox are your favorite team by saying that? No, I'm just making a wish to Santa. No, you're saying that uh, it's going to be Cubs and only Cubs here. In right, there's only one team. There is only one team playing. It is the Cubs. Uh, well, what was the old Bulls slogan? One one town, one team? Yeah. yeah. Or no, that was Blackhawks, right? That was the Blackhawks. That was the Blackhawks. Uh, well, or just, you know, sign Cody again. So, but Yeah, yeah that's he's going to Toronto. Sorry. Uh, you'll be getting Ryan Hoskins. He's not. We talked about it. It was a fake thing. His wife did. Yeah. Yeah, I just got a Sports Illustrated article that says uh, Toronto's uh, right on his ass to sign him. So probably taxes are cheap over there. Probably so it's healthcare. Well, like like a, like the meme I sent you guys in uh, the group chat. It's just literally a guy poking the cup saying "fucking do something," would you? Right. Yeah. yeah right. Definitely, definitely. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, literally, like. As a Cubs fan, it is going to be the, the same thing as you're sitting at the bar, the lights come on, and only ugly chicks are left. <laughs> like, I, as a Cubs fan, that, that's honestly how I feel like this is going to go. Wasn't that family guy Some with the switch? Were... With the switch? The yeah. family guy with the switch, he was turning on and turning off. Like, oh, good looking yeah. women. Then he would turn on the lights of y'all ugly women. Wow. Same, like, if you want to look at a glass half full in that situation, at least we get laid in that scenario. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Bulls just beat Philadelphia. Holy Jesus. Yeah, they just beat them. Yeah. All right. My wish would be for the White Sox to be sold to a competent owner, such as uh, the Mavs' prior owner, uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Yeah, that's that's who I would want to own the White Sox. He's been wanting to get to MLB, and all the good old boys are not letting him in. But um, I think he would take the team by storm and just fix a lot of it because he doesn't have patience for losing. And I would I, I think that would be a great thing for the White Sox. I was uh, I was reading something the other day uh, about Michael Jordan possibly trying to go after the Bulls. Uh, I mean. Why not? He would have I wouldn't want that. No, what I do, we do with the Hornet. He he sold his majority stake in the Hornet. So yeah, but if he's he was an owner and he could put the right people in place, like him, like I just want to be the owner of the Chicago Bulls and just stick it to the to Reinsdorf and everybody else that I own the Chicago Bulls and everything's about me. Great, I don't care. But put the right people in place all the way down from top to bottom to run the organization. You're just the owner. Go golf. Go gamble, get you know, come to a couple Smoke games, cigar, drink some uh, bourbon, Sincoro, it's tequila. Show up every now and again, yeah. wave, wave on the big just wait. Yeah, exactly. That's all you've got to yeah. do. Oh my God, Jordan's gonna be there. I gotta go to that game. He might, he might, whatever. Sell, sell your tequila brand. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 a win win win. So that that be that'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, for the White Sox to be owned by Mark Cuban would great. You know, if they can move the uh, the stadium right across from the United Center, that'd be even better. With a great skyline view in the back in the outfield, that would work. That would work. <sighs> I think I'll have to talk to Krampus about making them move um, the White Sox with the Nashville. There's no way to go to Nashville. I sell my soul for that to happen. You already sold your soul. <laughs> you can't keep selling your soul if you don't well, own it. If Mark Cuban buys them, he would move them to Dallas, no? Nah. Nah. I mean, people keep buying it, so nothing happens. They keep making money. No, it's where Chicago's a bigger market. Why would you do that? 
Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up with uh, what are you watching that isn't sports, JC? Uh, watch that uh, new Marky Mark uh, movie. Oh, on uh, Apple. The Family Plan, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, meh, meh. Yeah, it looks it, it looks you know typical. If, if, if you want to, it, so it's it's the same premise. Just go watch Obliterated, which is a movie, uh, TV show, I believe, on Netflix. I mentioned it like two weeks ago. Yeah, you did. The la- way more laughs. Yeah, my coworker was talking about it this morning. Plan. Yeah. Uh, anything else, JC? Just that? Um, I also watched a TV show called uh, The Artful Dodger, which is a Hulu show. Uh-huh. Um, basically a takes place in like the 1800s in australia um young kid navy surgeon basically everything's amputations and him being a surgeon in a time before modern medicine yeah kind of like the nick uh, uh so it, it's actually it's based on a character from oliver twist called uh dodger it, um, he's some character into oliver twist but it's a tv show where basically he grew up as a pickpocket and a thief and then he ended up joining the navy becoming a surgeon okay and now like he's you know and his past is catching up gotcha gotcha stevie b uh last week on the show we talked about christmas movies that aren't christmas movies uh, Angie gave me a great one about the watching the Gremlins. The Gremlins yep. was yep. W- the Gremlins was shot on the same lot, uh, same studio lot as uh, Back to the Future. It has the same clock tower, that little town. They were shot in this, the yeah. same exact place. So it's a Christmas movie. So I was watching that, um, and pretty much not much of late. Uh, just been getting ready for work tomorrow oh yeah we'll, t- we'll talk about that off air we'll talk about that well, well so, we don't want to yeah. jinx it get you fired already uh <laughs> yeah, i just gotta wake up on time that's my thing uh, yeah yeah a lot like 15 Who wakes up at 8 30 in the morning or oh, has to be at work poor you poor you i'm at work at 7 30 um i've actually took one of sean's recommendations from like a couple months ago and watched hijacked Ibris El- uh, Ibris Elba uh, stars in it, and it's an Apple. Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great all the way through. You know, it's got a cheesy ending, but whatever. I thought it was really good. Good plot twist. Um, I, I it, it, the show went by really fast. Like anytime, like the suspense built up, it's like all right, end of the episode. So it kind of draws you in to keep going for the next episode. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's like six episodes, seven episodes. It's not a lot. And then I picked up season two of Reacher on Amazon. Um, oh, yeah. I got to see that. It is good. And uh, I forgot the the actor's name off the top of my head. But I know. Alan uh, Richardson. Yes. Uh, Sean and, and Stevie B's chat. Uh, chat um, they were talking about um, he is interested in playing Batman for james gunn he's putting it out there he's like i want to do it i mean the dude has the build for it he's got he's the phys- he's got the physique for it um he's already doing physical stuff uh and and reacher um he wants to continue doing reacher 
Um, but you know, if he's take a hiatus for the Batman movie, um, the one where it's going to be him and Robin, great. I, I I approve of that. Same. Yeah, except Alan Richardson. I mean, to me, he's a little bit too big. I mean, he's he's six foot five. I yeah. mean, he's jacked. He is jacked. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, uh, to be like, unless playing like the older, slightly older Batman, it, it is going to be an older because they're not doing origin stories no more with James Gunn uh, for Batman and Superman. It's going to be like already in process. So it is going to be you know Batman with Robin and, and the adventures. So um, you're looking at. An, like a more grizzled I mean, he, Batman. He did play Aquaman in Smallville. Yes, he, he did. did. And yes, he was he in Teen Titans too. Yep. Yes, he was. So he's already got the experience. So um, those are pretty. Oh, and I've, um, I'm caught up on For All Mankind. Um, they're in year 2003, and that's it's it's getting a little hairy right now. It's pretty cool. So um, that's it. That's all I got. Anything else, boys? Nice. Yeah, I, I completely I completely forgot. I uh, started watching Reacher as well. It's a good show and then i i what is it three episodes already so i, I finished yeah it. three episodes i binge watched all three back to back so did i and i was like oh oh man i gotta wait till next friday for another one uh so yeah that's 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 uh that's all i've been doing trying to catch up on stuff that you guys recommend uh I'm, next show for me is going to be that netflix show before i cancel netflix because i don't want really to use it i do want yeah, to the obliterated yeah yeah i gotta talk to you about that off air what did you say, uh, uh, Stephen? No, I said Axel with uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, what is that? Come Hills out? Cop. When does that come out? It comes out, I believe, soon within the next couple weeks. Uh, I thought it was sometime in twenty twenty. Are you talking about the Axel Foley? Oh, is it that is it in the summer or is it, I thought it was in the next yeah? No, I think it's sometime twenty twenty four. But they know. they put out the little teaser for it. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. We'll see. You I didn't mean, like Beverly Hills Cop? It, it's always rough going back to something so nostalgic. From 35 years ago? Yeah. It, that's kind of hard yeah. to do. All right. It, if they wrote it right? Yeah. It'll be great. But yeah. like I said, uh, a lot of times, you know, you get new writers that weren't involved with the first one and weren't they alive. try to change it up a little, little too much. Yeah. All right, boys, it's time to get out of here and uh, enjoy uh, dinner for some of us. And some of us got to go Mimi's so they can go to work in the morning. Poor yeah, baby. Mimi's. Yeah, you got to go Mimi's, got to <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> I got to edit podcasts and then uh, uh, get everything ready for tomorrow for everybody to listen on the audio version. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and uh, Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothing.com gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your shirts now. You can check out Stevie B in his show, the No Water in the Weekend podcast that posts every Monday afternoon. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I will say this. I had a listener write in and oh. text Sean and I always said Mario Go Kart. Yeah. But apparently I got corrected and it's only Mario Kart. Oh, uh, yeah, because Go Karts are uh, what yeah. they're using. Right. So I was under the impression ever since I was a kid, 
There's Mario Go Kart. I think Go Kart is it's a like registered the, yep, there's thing. There's no Go. It's just Mario Kart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that Mandela effect that I have somewhere in me with that. Yeah. I could have when I saw Go Kart in there. You're probably the only one on that one. That's always probably. Been, yeah. But I'm just going to use that as the reason why. All right. All right. All right. So uh, check out his new episode. It just dropped. Uh, you can go back and listen to old episodes. They're pretty funny. Um, you know, Sean is really funny. Steven, sometimes funny. Nah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> go and check out uh, uh, Sean and Steven and Steven and Sean on the No Water No Weekend podcast. Shout out to Ronesh Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the Beats we're playing on today's audio version of the show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for your moment merchant gear. Check us out on social media, True Shy Fans. I'm sorry, TCSF Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, IG, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere. You can tell your smart speaker to play True Chicago Sports Fans podcast. It will do that for you. You can reach us on uh, Gmail at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. You can find Stevie B at No Water on the Weekend. Uh, weekend is spelled W E E K N D or W K N D. No, it's W K N D. Okay, okay. It's spelled different on your screen there. You can find JC and all his football knowledge and fantasy football questions. You can hit him up at J C D Y N A S T Y F F. So J C Dynasty Fantasy Football FF. So anywhere else they can find you? Just you're just on X. Yeah, just mostly on Twitter right now. Um, you know, been kicking around the idea of starting up a podcast covering one one rookie a week or you know maybe one one wide receiver, one running back a week. Um, but you know, we'll talk about that off. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh for JC and Stevie B, I am Big Z, and we'll see you next time for episode 175. Jesus, these numbers are getting big. Wow. Yeah, wow. 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 <laughs> Until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. best friends yep you have a lot of incest that's real shut your mouth lover boy nature versus nurture lodge nature always wins i think he's on steroids hasta luego amigos that's all oh i shouldn't have had those artichokes i'll eat that poppers thanks cubs